Hey guys, welcome back to episode two of Dress Up with Dana. Today, I'm really excited because we're, we're going to be covering sustainability, why I chose to stop purchasing from fast fashion clothing stores, and just sort of the overall transformation that that's had on my wardrobe and the way that I look at clothing as well. So fast fashion is essentially inexpensive clothing produced rapidly in a mass market. So stores like Zara, Forever 21, H&M, Urban Outfitters are just a few of the really, really popular fast fashion stores in our area. And I will say, as someone who is a college student, I do understand that fast fashion does feel a lot more accessible. It is sort of always being broadcasted towards us. It's something we always pass by. It's sort of inescapable in a fashion standpoint, but I promise with research and just honestly a general amount of effort put into finding better options, you can find something that will be beneficial towards the budget you're looking for and also sort of your values as well. So for starters, I wanted to talk about the Rana Plaza incident in Bangladesh because this created a pretty large standpoint in ethics, fair wages, and just general morals in a lot of these fast fashion brands and companies are not held to a very high standard. Um, so the Rana Plaza incident was essentially a building that collapsed in Bangladesh and left over 1,100 garment workers dead. And it was incredibly horrible and the effects it has created have been just as influential as the event itself. And what I mean by that is after that incident, a lot of brands started trying to find new ways that they themselves could be a little bit more transparent. And from that, the transparency index was created. This was created by Fashion Revolution. I had literally never heard of it before, which is a problem in itself in general. Um, however, after doing some just like baseline research on the website, I noticed that H&M was actually labeled as the number one most transparent brand. And when I saw that, I immediately discredited the website as a whole. I was like, okay, there's absolutely no way any of this makes sense. I really need to do some deeper research. I actually stumbled upon a blog post written by the quirky environmentalist that was essentially explaining why H&M was actually labeled as the most transparent brand. And not a big surprise, the list of 250 retailers was not a list of 250 retailers that are actually transparent or necessarily making a good strong effort towards heading in a transparent direction. They are just simply a list of brands, meaning that H&M is not actually the most transparent brand. They're just the best of the worst. And once I sort of found that out, it made me sort of take a step back and think that, oh, are the efforts that we see so many brands putting in, are they real or are they just sort of applied to get more validation and get more credit. And it's really upsetting that most of the acts that we are seeing are probably just an act of validation and an act of credit among the brand themselves. Which is also why I feel like the sustainability conversation just needs to be had a lot more because it's it's not necessarily taught as much as high fashion would be in schools. And just from my time at a fashion college, like you don't really necessarily hear as much about ways to shop ethically or ways to sort of secondhand shop and the effects of that nearly as much as you hear of, say, Marc Jacobs and high fashion brands in runway shows. And as much as that in itself is an amazing thing and a really interesting thing to sort of learn about, I just feel like it's really important to have consumers be more aware of what the true cost of what they're buying is. 
Um, which essentially is why I completely tried to stop purchasing from fast fashion retailers. You may only be spending $15 on a turtleneck, for example, at Forever 21. However, the cost of that actual turtleneck is much, much, much higher when you sort of take a step back and think, okay, who made this turtleneck? What are the working conditions in the factory that that person made this turtleneck? How much money is that person getting paid to make countless turtlenecks over and over again? Because chances are the person who is making it is in a very similar situation to the workers who were in Rana Plaza. And once you really think about that, at least for me, I, I felt guilty and I, I wanted to stop doing it and I wanted to find a way to stop doing it, even if it necessarily wasn't the easiest or the most accessible thing for me at that time. So to sort of explain that a little bit more, I really had to remind myself that transparency is not the same thing as sustainability. Um, a brand can be incredibly transparent, but not be making any true efforts to heading in a sustainable direction or using different materials or outsourcing in a better way. Like transparency is as simple as just explaining what happens behind the scenes, regardless of if it's a great thing or if it's not a great thing, which kind of goes to show why H&M also got that number one spot. However, there are a ton of stores and online stores specifically that I feel like deserve a lot more attention that are sustainable and are really working towards creating a completely ethical environment within their brand themselves and just other brands in general. So now I sort of wanted to take a minute and acknowledge the brands that I do love that I think are doing amazing things and heading towards a sustainable future. Um, so the first one, obviously Los Angeles Apparel. I believe I mentioned this quite a bit on the first episode of the podcast, but I cannot stress enough how much I enjoy this brand. The quality is amazing, 100% cotton. They offer different garment dyed, um, variations of similar styles, and essentially it's just a really great place to look for basics, but not just average basics. And I think a lot of people get confused when they hear the word basics because they immediately assume, oh, this is just an average piece of clothing. I can't really do anything that extraordinary with it. But that's why I love Los Angeles Apparel because they sort of really show how simplicity can be so like maximalist in like a great way um and yeah they're a really great brand I will definitely like suggest them to anyone who's looking for great biker shorts um maybe looking for nice leggings they have awesome fleeces for the winter um they're just a great brand so I definitely wanted to mention them all right so the next two brands I just sort of wanted to briefly mention because I am a first-time customer for one of them and I have never shopped at the other one but I know just in general that they are really great brands that are working towards being a lot more transparent um, one of them is Reformation and Reformation has like a genuinely great 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 sort of way of explaining why they do the things that they do and how they do the things that they do um, so I went onto the website and I actually pretty easily found their sustainability report card, which is something that I've never seen any other brand do in the first place. And I would also just like to emphasize that this is probably the first like year and a half in my sustainability journey and really trying to sort of transform the way that I live in to like a cleaner and greener way. Um, so a brand like Reformation was a really 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 great place for someone who wasn't very confident in that to be um, they literally go ahead and explain 
the use of chemicals out of a score um, and you can sort of measure out where that score lies see what um, sort of sections in the business that they need to improve on um, for example their packaging score is a nine the max score that you can get is an 11 so you know that they're relatively doing well on the way that they're using their packaging maybe the materials that they're using it the amount of packaging they're using um, I know Glossier is not a um, fashion brand but they like offer such a great option where maybe if you're not like a first-time guest to the store you can actually opt in to not receive extra packaging so it will literally just come in the general mailing box you won't get any little bags on the inside um it's just like really great because not everyone necessarily wants to have that because they are working towards trying to live greener um and a lot of places just don't offer that so you're sort of stuck trying to do what you can and sometimes it just isn't enough but yeah moving on I just wanted to keep going over reformation a little bit they even have like a 2020 priorities section where they sort of go through like what they want to aim towards for climate action um, for example and diversity and inclusion within the company human rights use of chemicals so I really enjoy that they are very transparent about this um and once again obviously there is so much room to grow in every single brand um no one really knows how big the sustainability like future can get because it's always going to be growing as it should be so yeah i'm hoping that this podcast will maybe spark some interest in anyone who doesn't necessarily know a lot about it or just wants to find outlets or different stores because i i love suggesting things and i think that this is a really great thing to sort of take the time to look into and there's one other brand that i did want to mention because I thought their business model was actually really, really great. And I know there are tons of other brands that do something similar to this, but this is sort of one that I had stumbled on that I had never heard of before. So this brand is called Working Title, and I stumbled upon them, and I thought their whole idea was very interesting. So essentially, Working Title produces made-to-order clothing, which is the ideal way to completely cut out the mass amount of clothing that's being produced that people either aren't buying or that's just being wasted in general. Um, which, by the way, does not necessarily biodegrade, so just sits forever. But by offering like a made-to-order service, you're only producing the amount that you know is being sold. Like the demand and the amount being produced is completely matched, meaning there's not just an excess of clothing. And I understand that this could necessarily lead to maybe a deficit in like demand and like supply operations. So eventually there could definitely be a problem where maybe more people are wanting the clothing and they're not able to produce as much or sort of retain as many materials to produce said clothing because of the made-to-order sort of model. But I thought it was really good and I think it's a really good start for a lot of brands, especially smaller ones, that are sort of looking for a way to adapt to a more sustainable model. And I thought it was really interesting. Their clothing is definitely more on the like high fashion, artistic, avant-garde side. Um, which for me, I think is beautiful to look at and in like an arts perspective, I absolutely love. So I wanted to mention it because I think it's just really important. And I think that a lot of other brands could take sort of notes from the way that they do it, just like I'm sure they took notes from other brands. So now to sort of move on from the stores themselves and just different ways in general, how you can move towards shopping a little bit more ethically and recycling clothing. So obviously thrifting, I'm sure every single person listening to this podcast has gone thrifting. It's a really great way to sort of expand the lifetime of a certain piece of clothing. A lot of people thrift clothing or sort of donate clothing that isn't in an awful condition and there's no reason 
to just sort of throw away that piece of clothing. I definitely think that there's a lot more work that could be done when it comes to like donating clothing, just because a lot of it doesn't even end up going out onto the floor. It just ends up being shipped and just once again sits and has no expansion of life. So it's definitely important to sort of be aware of that. And that's why I really enjoy places like Depop and Poshmark. Depop and Poshmark are essentially just online stores, which I'm sure all of you guys know about. Just going to preface it really quick. Ignore me. I'm sorry. But essentially, they're just online stores where you can sort of list your own clothing from home, see other people's clothing from home. A lot of it is vintage. You can find really great vintage, like luxury designer um, stuff on Depop as well, which I think is where a lot of the appeal comes from. And you can sort of build like a really great brand for yourself within platforms like Depop and Poshmark. Alright guys, for 13 minutes in, I wanted to add just one more thing because I think this is really important and I love talking about it, so I'm going to talk about it. Um, I have been really trying to head towards like a capsule wardrobe and essentially a capsule wardrobe is just like a very, very great set wardrobe that you can get use out of for years and years and years to come. So I currently think that I have a pretty great standard capsule wardrobe for myself. There are definitely things I would like to add to it, some things I would sort of like to switch out, which is also something that I wanted to talk about because it's a great tactic if you're trying to sort of minimize the amount that you're retaining in clothing. Because let's be honest, we all buy clothing. It's really easy to like not even realize how much you are buying or how much you have. So this is just a great little tactic. So before I had completely gotten to like having my all sustainable um, wardrobe, I tried my best to sort of find a piece that I had from fast fashion. So for example, I had a nice little black tank top from Forever 21 that was like hands down my favorite. I loved it. Um, and my goal was to sort of switch out that piece for a more sustainably made, ethically sourced piece. So I just instead bought a, um, a similar tank top from Los Angeles Apparel, got rid of the Forever 21 one when I did. And I also want to mention that I think, sorry, I know I'm jumping all around, but have lots of ideas. It's important to have patience as well when you're sort of finding new places to shop because, or just selling clothing in general. Um, not everything's gonna sell right away and that's really hard to like, except because then you feel like oh well if this piece of clothing is just sitting in my house getting no use like what difference does it make if it's here or if it's in like a landfill somewhere and I know it's easy to feel that way I have felt that way so many times I sort of feel that way right now because I have so much clothes that are just sitting that haven't been sold yet but it's just important to remember that it'll all be worth it and it's better to try to expand that lifestyle and give a little bit more purpose and meaning to the original clothing piece versus just like losing all interest in it and giving up any effort you would have originally made if it was just gone already. Alright guys, I think that covers everything for today. Um, I'm sorry if I sounded a little bit rambly. I sort of get excited when I'm talking about this stuff, so bear with me. And I'm sure there will be future episodes that cover similar topics to this because there's a lot to be said and I will always try my best to sort of research new things, find different brands, find different options. So I would love to continue sharing those with everyone as I continue on my journey of living a greener life, leaving a better footprint. Yeah, it's really important, especially with just sort of the atmosphere we're in now to put forth that little effort and baby steps is all we can do. Um, but yeah, everyone's baby steps are what makes a giant leap. So 
Oh, so inspirational. <laughs> but anyways, guys, that is all. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Episode three will come soon, I promise. Give me some time, but yeah. All right, have a good day, everyone. Thanks for listening.